Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. It's 11.03 here on FGNZ. That is uh, New Zealand time uh, in Australia, uh, of course, uh, slightly earlier. And uh, that's where we find uh, Jared Cronin, who uh, is uh, an SEN colleague of ours, uh, but also a renowned expert on the NFL. Uh, And Jared, uh, thanks very much for joining us this morning. We just had to get you on because of what unfolded uh, in those divisional matches, uh, just going through them, the Bengals uh, 19, the Titans 16. Uh, the 49ers upsetting the Packers, 13 to 10. Uh, Tom Brady going out at the hands of the LA Rams, so 30 to 27, and perhaps the game of all games yesterday, uh, 42 36. Uh, I would imagine, uh, Jared, as we say good morning to you, uh, the Chiefs Bills was probably in the end the expected result to the Chiefs, but uh, a certain amount of upset quality about what happened. Oh, huge weekend, Smithy. It was a uh, a wonderful weekend of upsets. And after a bit of an underwhelming super uh, super wild card round, uh, the divisional round really did make up for it. As you say, those games that were played uh, over the weekend were some, you know, basically stunning results. Uh, three out of four games went to the uh, the the underdog, which was great. And then, of course, finished off by that Chiefs Bills game, which was oh, that was just something special. Uh, that was one of the uh, the all time great matches for uh, for NFL history. I couldn't quite believe what unfolded uh, in those last two minutes of normal action. Something like 25 points. 25 points as the lead chopped and changed. Uh, Chiefs coach Andy Reid, uh, head coach for the Bills, uh, Sean McDermott. I um, mean, their emotions, uh, they have to keep them in check. But you think you've won, you think you've lost. That was the most amazing spectacle I think I've seen in sport for a while. Yeah, it was it was really incredible, wasn't it? And it was a funny one because you almost knew you were about to witness something incredible, especially with these two quarterbacks that they have, Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs, obviously uh, a fantastic player, and now Josh Allen, who is really on a par with him at the moment. They're both playing at a similar level. Neither of them clearly were, you know, wanting to lose that game. They really had their hearts set on it. And to be fair, neither of them deserved to lose uh, because they both played fantastically well. I actually felt as though both the Bills and Chiefs defences, they actually did quite a lot to disrupt what these guys wanted to do a lot of the game. But they still managed mm-hmm. to get through and, and make a lot of plays and, and get a bunch of touchdowns with you know Josh Allen throwing for four touchdowns and Patrick Mahomes still threw for three and, and ran for one as well. So despite all of these wonderful schemes on defence and all of the armoury coming at them, they were still able to get the plays and, and you know rack up a, a wonderful score. And that finish was, that was just something else that was out of this world. Well, with about three seconds to go, uh, they, in normal time, of course, Mahomes had got uh, them to a point down the field very quickly. I think he had 30 seconds, uh, 13 seconds to work with, uh, talking about nine seconds and two plays to get them in field goal range, which put a lot of pressure on Harrison Butker. 49-yard field goal. I mean, we see 
stationary kicks in this country of 50, 60 yards every now and then. But under that kind of pressure, um, they're kind of overlooked species a wee bit, the field goal kickers, until those moments. Indeed. And really, it was probably the weekend of the kicker in a sense because three of the games were won by uh, you know walk-off field goals. And then, of course, as you say, Harrison Butker there, keeping the Chiefs alive to go into overtime. It was um, it was definitely something special for the kickers, and, and they got a lot of credit for it, which is great. And as you mentioned, that it is a lot harder to do a field goal kick uh, in the NFL because there's a lot of moving parts. You have to have a guy do a long snap of the ball back to your holder, and they need to catch it and set it up for you to, to get your timing right and kick it. And then you've also got a, a bunch of you know six-foot-seven guys trying to charge it all down. So... Uh, there is a lot of things going on for kickers uh, over and above just actually kicking it through the post. So, um, yeah, wonderful, wonderful pressure kick from Harrison Butker. And, and a, a number of these kickers really did earn their money over the divisional round. So uh, let's look at uh, a couple of high-profile individuals that will now no longer be involved uh, in this this particular season. They won't be at Super Bowl. Uh, let's first of all talk about uh, the future. Uh, what do you believe of uh, Aaron Rodgers? Now, he started the season with all sorts of conjecture, finished the season prematurely on an unhappy note. So where are we with um, a man who I guess is destined for the Hall of Fame? But what about his career from here? Yeah, interesting with Aaron Rodgers because it has been, uh, it's been quite a roller coaster of a season off the field for him. He's had a controversy following him from, from the off-season, really, and, and throughout the uh, the year as well. And through all of that, he's managed to play great football, except for the playoffs, uh, and also the team around him has played really well also. So uh, he said that he's not keen for a, uh, a rebuild, which the Packers are, are possibly heading towards at some point. You get the impression that this was really their window to win this year because as we head into next season, they start to run into a bunch of salary cap issues, which means they're going to have to offload a bunch of players or restructure deals. And, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers could well be amongst that sort of movement of, of players to go elsewhere. He's had a lot of problems with the management of the Packers over the time he's been there. Uh, it seems like they may have, you know, just mended fences a little bit throughout the year to to carry on and succeed. But um, I guess, yeah, it gets to the point now where he starts to question himself as to what he wants to do, if he wants to carry on with the Packers and whatnot. I would say Green Bay would be very well uh, intent on keeping him, um, despite the fact that really the Packers have now become the modern-day version of the New Orleans Saints and that they are all conquering through the season and then seem to blow it at home in the playoffs. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting interesting story to see what will happen and no doubt there will be wall-to-wall media coverage of it so um you know every time Aaron Rodgers sneezes for the next three months or so we will know know all about it well Tom Brady is another name uh, always uh, at this time of the year when the season is over for him people uh, look to see if uh, he can basically be bothered again um I'm not quite sure he wants to go out on a, on a note uh, a losing note of that nature again it was a very very close match and then, of course, you look at one of his great receivers in Rob Gronkowski, who was lured back to play for the Buccaneers. I just wonder about that combination. Yeah, well, I mean, you never really can say never with Tom because, well, he just keeps on going and going. And to be fair, there was no real drop-off in his play this year. If anything, he may have actually played even better, one of his better, better seasons in the NFL. So... In terms of the the you know the the performance standpoint, I think Tom is probably looking pretty good. Uh, he may have that extra chip on his shoulder that he is very good at you know um, getting because 
going out in the uh, the playoffs like that at home uh, in the manner that they did. It was it was a largely disappointing loss for them. I mean, they only lost in the end by three points thanks to a, a miraculous sort of comeback and really a bit of a choke from the LA Rams there down the, the home stretch. But uh, for large parts of that game, they were completely destroyed by the Rams. So I can imagine that a guy like Tom would not be happy to sit on that and go out like that. But you know, never say never. I guess he's uh, he's he's getting into his prime years of uh, NFL quarterbacking, heading into what, age forty-five now. So, uh, yeah, it'd be definitely worth monitoring to see uh, if he comes back. I I like to think he he will come back and, and probably just play forever. There are those quarterbacks with uh, with legs when they begin begin their career. Mahomes, um, of course, is one of those. Josh Allen was brilliant uh, with his legs yesterday. There are those without legs, uh, Roethlisberger, of course, who's gone from Pittsburgh after a great career, uh, and Brady, of course, and Rodgers to a certain degree. Uh, I mean, how good do you have to be to exist with an arm only? Well, I mean, Joe Burrow is uh, is just sneakily working his way up the quarterback charts at the moment, and he is proving that he you know, he doesn't have elite athleticism um, like a, a Josh Allen-type mold. He's he's very cerebral. He can see the field, and he can make a lot of throws that you know a lot of quarterbacks can't under huge duress as well. He, you know, I think he took about nine sacks in the game against the Titans. So uh, he is um, he's proving that it can be done without necessarily being able to you know run all over the place. Um, probably more in an Aaron Rodgers-type mold. I think Aaron Rodgers slash Tom Brady-type mold. So uh, I think there's still definitely a place for that type of quarterback, and, and Joe Burrow will really be reinforcing that as, you know, it's a copycat sort of league. Uh, so a lot of teams moving forward, they'll be looking for, you know, the next Joe Burrow uh, as they, you know, look to the draft and, and so forth uh, into the, the following seasons. But I, I still think they definitely have a place in this game. Okay, well, let's uh, look forward to uh, next Monday, our time, uh, New Zealand time, 9am, the first game. Chiefs-Bengals, how do you see that to shape you? I'd imagine Mahomes and the Chiefs would be pretty warm favourites there. Yeah, I think they probably should do the business. Um, they are now in their fourth um, AFC Championship game in a row, uh, looking to make their third Super Bowl in a row. So when they get down to this time of the year, they really know how to win and know how to get the job done. So they're going to be going up against the upstart Bengals, who are riding a bit of a, a magic carpet ride at the moment where, where they're not used to the success, but um, the, the new breed of players are trying to get their fan base used to it and say, hey, we, we, we're here and we're here for the long term. We want to win games. So um, I guess it, it, you could look at it a couple of ways. The Chiefs played a, an epic game against the Bills. So could they be in store for a bit of a letdown against the Bengals and not take them as seriously as, as they need to? Mm. On the other side of the coin, you can have, have the Bengals coming out of Tennessee. They had a massive win against them against you know all expectations. So could they have played their final? That, that's going to be a um, an interesting sort of um, dynamic between those two teams and mentally who can get up for it. But I guess if in doubt, I always go with Patrick Mahomes and that's a, that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, I think uh, it's, a, it's an amazing bet. Uh, he is, he's a miracle worker. I, I don't think there's any <laughs> other way to really describe him. Uh, the Rams, uh, Los Angeles Rams uh, and the 49ers, 12.30 our time Monday. Yeah, now this one has a lot of intrigue because the Rams, well, it's all set for them now. They've got the, the home ground advantage playing at SoFi Stadium in LA. And if they manage to win this game, then they go to the Super Bowl and maintain that home field advantage. So that will be the second time in NFL history that's ever been done. The first time was last year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they managed to get a, a huge win. So 
it's it's really looking pretty promising for the LA Rams. Like it may be all falling into place. They've got a lot of uh, guys they've brought in during the season, like your Von Millers on defense, uh, also your Odell Beckham Juniors, who are really starting to elevate their game and make a lot of plays. He did um, did some real damage to the Buccaneers um, last week. So the table is set for the Rams to just try and seize home field advantage for the big dance. The only problem with that is that the fly in the ointment here is the 49ers. That is, uh, they are on a um, a six-game winning streak currently against the Rams. So for the last three seasons, they have effectively owned the Rams, depending on, or didn't even depend on how well each team were going throughout the season. It just seemed as though the 49ers had the game plan to take it to the Rams and, and really um, stick it to them. So uh, that's that could be a close-run thing. Um, and maybe mentally, the Rams maybe just need to just try and just switch on and take up another gear as they um as they've been doing through the playoffs but these 49ers are coming strong so i, I could easily see this one going right down to a walk-off field goal uh, once again so you just uh, finally i mean we've talked about retirements but uh what about enforced retirements and other words sackings uh, um and of the coaches uh that are around the scene at the moment um do you see any casualties there as a result of the season's results well, there's going to be a bit of churn, I suppose, the regular churn from uh, the playoff teams. Uh, I, I could imagine that teams like the Buccaneers, they could well lose their offensive coordinator, uh, Byron Leftwich, uh, and also defensive um, coordinator, Todd Bowles, as well. Both of those guys have done a stellar job throughout the season, so they could be getting head coach jobs elsewhere. The real intrigue at the moment has been surrounding uh, New Orleans Saints uh, coach, uh, Sean Payton. Um, there's been a lot of um, yeah, a lot of conjecture about where he's at, and you know they've had a, a fairly trying sort of season. A lot of a lot of things going against them, and um, now there is talk about you know he may not be looking to see out the, uh, the the rest of his contract. He's still got two years to go with the Saints, but um, yeah, there's there's a few question marks as to what's going to happen there, um, and and around the league, I guess the another major draw or another talking point, should I say? is the um, the Las Vegas Raiders and how they go about things because they managed to make the playoffs with uh, Rich Pasakia, the the interim head coach, after uh, John Cruden, uh, Cruden's um, uh, you know, uh, unfortunate exit. But, um, yeah, there'll be a lot of questions as to what happens around there and who they look to bring in. If they want to bring in a, a big name, a big fish coach, which the Raiders have definitely done in the past. People have been talking about maybe looking at Jim Harbaugh um, coming out of the uh, the college game uh, and, you know, reuniting them in the NFL because uh, he's had a lot of success uh, in the higher grade as well. So um, the, I think those are probably two interesting um, places to watch uh, as we head into the uh, the off-season. Jared Cronin, absolute pleasure talking to you and uh, gaining your insight on the NFL. Can't wait for next Monday and those uh, two matchups you've just talked about. Uh, thanks for your time this morning. Really appreciate it. Thanks very much, mate. I love this football. Can't wait for next week.